A very good idea, was Tabini's judgment to Bren regarding his removal to the coast, by no means surprising. A young man, still a big, wide-shouldered man with the palest stare Bren had ever seen in Anateva. Tabini had ruled the mainland all the years he had served as Paidi. Tabini ruled the Atevi world, in effect, though a recent challenge to his authority had racketed from east to west, provoking counter-revolution and skirmishes after. But Tabini had resurrected himself from rumored death the moment Tabini had been sure he had his assets back in order, notably when the Paidi and the Aiji Dowager and his heir had come back from space alive. Tabini had come back from what had been a cleverly planned assassination designed to take out first his staff, which had happened, and then isolate and kill Tabini himself, which, plainly, had not happened. In fact, within a few weeks of Tabini's re-emergence from the hills, the capital showed few scars. Most of the conspirators were dead. The always troublesome south, the Marid, was quiet. Certain few had paid heavily for backing the Kadagidi lord Mirani in his coup and Tabini had become again what he had always been, ruler of the world's only major continent, owner of half the human-built space station in orbit above them, owner of every functional space shuttle in existence, linking the world to that station, and, incidentally, owner of a half-built starship, which had been the agreement the ship humans had made with Tabini in order to get their vitally needed supplies off the planet. Tabini's space program had put a strain on the economy. That had been the origin of the troubles, at least in some sense. But the panic and outrage that had attended the departure of the one viable ship, and all that investment had abated with the return of said ship from its mission. On new evidence that the ship humans were actually going to keep their word and honor their agreements, Tabini's stock had risen indeed. Humans on the island enclave of Mosfera had not invaded the mainland— they had in fact cooperated with the ship humans and with Tabini, and that old fear had proved empty. It was in some senses a new world. Tabini had taken a renewed tight grip on the reins of power, and if there still were minor nuisances like the Farai still occupying the Paidi's apartment and pretending to be loyalists, it was also true that Tabini was a master of timing. If it was not yet time to pitch the Farai out and stir up the southern troubles again, the Paidi could only conclude it was definitively not yet time, and the Paidi's best interim course was probably to go visit his brother. We shall hope for some solution before the legislative session, Tabini said. One thinks of taking a townhouse, Ajima, Bren said, but staff will deal with that process. Some legislators did that, at least for the session. Certain town families rented out their premises for the season at a profit. Housing was at that kind of premium in the town. But even if they went to that extreme, it was no permanent solution. Give it time, Paidiji, Tibini said again, not favoring his proposed solution with a direct answer, neither saying the Farai would be out of his apartment in a few weeks, nor saying they wouldn't be. So a wise and experienced court official simply nodded, thanked the IG for permission to depart the city, and didn't ask another question, even as easy and informal as Tabini had always been with the Paidi IG. But he had promised, once, to take the boy, and a second time to ask a foredoomed question. Your son, he began, and got no further before Tabini lifted the fingers of one hand. Stop right there, that meant. My son, 
Tabini said. Just visited your premises. He did, Ajima. He reminded me I did promise him a boat trip. Not recently, surely? No, Ajima. But your son has an excellent memory.